Hawk House History. Uh, we are your favorite weekly history podcast where we talk about all these sexy and salacious stories that you never learned about in high school. My name is Belle. I'm Ellen. And what's a hot gas? I guess that question's actually for me <laughs> this time, <laughs> not for you. Um, but today, Belle, we have quite the story. An icon, really. I think a pretty common uh, lady. But a lot of intrigue, a lot of things I did not know before I started investigating. Um, So we are talking about Cleopatra and her multiple love affairs. So our story today, we've got love affairs. We've got sibling marriages. We have suicide packs, uh, murder. There's a lot. There's a lot in store. That is like a cornucopia of fuckery and I'm very here for it right all the fun all the salacious things you could possibly want honestly I just I want to be her friend just hearing all of this maybe I don't I'm gonna find out if I do or I don't but yeah honestly she sounds like she would be kind of a fun friend everything that I that I researched I so I think we'll come out of this still having a fun appreciation of Cleopatra in my mind when I hear Cleopatra I think like you know women of the Nile kind of like um what is it like Elizabeth Taylor played her in a movie like that Mm -hmm. is the image I have of her um but she's a little more complex which is kind of exciting so let's get into it Uh, wasn't she Greek yeah I mean yeah okay she was so that is probably a good place to start she does have uh she is Greek so great call out. She's part of the Ptolemaic dynasty. So it was a Macedonian Greek royal family that had ties back to Alexander the Great. And they ruled Egypt since about 305 BC. So quite a while. By the time we get to Whoa. Cleopatra's birth, she's born at about 69 BC. So okay. many, many years of... Uh, that but we kind of get that name for the Ptolemaic dynasty because traditionally male rulers would take the name of Ptolemy and then the um, queens would take the name of Cleopatra or Bernice so I'm sorry Bernice (laughs) I love that okay quick anecdote so my mom's uh nail tech do we say is man is nail tech the new manicurist I don't know first is my mom's nails her name's Amanda, but when she was having her daughter, whose name is Tatum, but when she was pregnant with her, she really wanted to name her Bernice and then have like Bernie as a nickname. And I loved it. I love like a male nickname for a little, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) it could have been Antony and Bernice instead of Antony and Cleopatra. It could have been, been, (laughs) but unfortunately we're stuck with Cleopatra. I'll also say, should have said this at the top of the episode, but was a little terrified to do this because I feel like people who like like Roman history like are cutthroat. They're really into Roman history. And so a little scared of the backlash that I'm gonna get for my uh pronunciation. You know what? One. <laughs> okay, to be honest, I personally tend to think of the I know who you're talking about those the boys that you went to middle school with continue to wear zip off pants through college uh I'm looking at you you know who you are if you still (laughs) any yeah regardless uh 
No, it's just like, it's the gatekeeping thing, right? It's like mm. those guys who will see you wearing a band shirt and they're like, oh, name three of their songs from their sophomore album. Or like people who are like, oh, did you even read that one like generation of the comic? I'm like, no, I just like what I like. And we're enjoying the sexy story of Cleopatra who wasn't Bernice. So <laughs> yeah, you, you got this, have been. Bernice that could have been. <laughs> the Bernice that could have been. Wow, okay. <laughs> So Cleopatra is born in 69 BC. She's the third child um, of her father, Ptolemy the Twelfth, and her father and mother were potentially, probably siblings as well. So we're getting like I feeling like a common that's, theme in a lot of our. Well, episodes. we talked about this. This is a real fucking shallow gene pool, yeah, man. Yeah, that's like a gene puddle, right? And it's also like a lot of things I was reading is that like that was super common obviously like we've talked about with royal families the thing I found really interesting especially like with one of our past episodes is that like Cleopatra is supposed to be known for her beauty and intellect Mm -hmm. and things like that and so uh, interesting if she's like known for her beauty and we talked about how like incest can lead to a lot of deformities things like that obviously not always but that was interesting there also did read a lot of things that said not necessarily there was a lot of what was the phrase it was like mama's for sure or, or mama's baby papa's maybe that was just gonna say I was like yeah. wait a second if she was so hot what if she wasn't her dad's yeah okay yeah okay that's yeah that is the only fucking wait was she pre or post uh King Tut post I was going to say, because if he was that fucked up, I think he was like generation five. There's not a fucking chance she wouldn't have, would have been that hot and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Papa's nope. Right. Right. I thought yeah, that was okay. like a really funny little. <laughs> I love um, that. Yeah. I love that for him, but I love that. <laughs> so we all get like wrapped up with Rome in the first place because Cleopatra's father ends up making a an agreement with them so there's these like anti-senate politicians that claim that they have this will that is written by Cleopatra's father and Mm -hmm. basically that in his will he bequeathed Egypt to the Romans and which Seems a little outlandish to me, but why? basically then Cleopatra's father is concerned about losing his throne and putting the end okay. to his dynasty. So he takes a risk and he starts like trying to strike up a deal with Rome instead of like okay. letting them take Egypt from him. He's like, let's yeah, be man. partners. So he, yeah, right. So he asks mm-hmm. Caesar um, and Pompey to recognize him as Egypt's legal ruler and okay. be his like ally and comrade, stuff like that. And okay. they're like, sure, of course we will if you pay us a lot of money. So for the price of 6,000 talents, uh, he's able to like keep his throne basically. Wait, I knew that a talent was like a unit of currency or I said yes. denomination, but like and so yeah. normally when I get to this part in the episode, you're like, how much is that in today's money? And I'm like, Belle, I have no idea. But this time I was me. smart and I was like, <laughs> Belle is going to ask me and then I'm going to have to Google it. And then Belle's sister is going to be upset. So I looked it up. And <laughs> so a talent, it is the weight of a man or roughly 50 kilograms in gold. So super obscure and then basically so six thousand talents is 
worked out to be about like 8 million for no 8 billion 400 million 699 thousand dollars <laughs> I was like yeah that's, that's like with a lot, that's a lot of fucking gold it's a lot like, of so gold this is, for, this is for Egypt basically like basically to let okay him honestly, remain king of Egypt that's like a, that's honestly that's a, a pretty fair amount I would say but right yeah. for a whole country and you're like yeah remain yeah. on the throne like, again like he's on the Nile he's like at a that's a pretty major you know world honestly that's a, for once in our entire series and from what I've on history it seems like actually a fair price like you're that's like, a pretty fair fucking price you're like sure <laughs> yeah right like <laughs> So basically for like the weight of 6,000 men in gold were able to keep Egypt. And so then Cleopatra gets her first like introduction to the throne when she's at age 14 and she's made co-regent with her father. And then we get into kind of like some messy things. Like the people are really upset that he's made this um, agreement with with Rome, basically. Yeah. So he like kind of gets exiled. Her father does. Um, and then when her father's in exile, apparently her sister tries to take over the throne. And then eventually her sister gets killed when they take over power again. That part was a little messy. Anyway, we get back to the place where her father gets back into power, but then he ends up dying in March of 51 BC. How does he die? Don't know. He's old. No, no, don't care. Yeah. I was like, whatever. I don't (laughs) care about you. I want to know more about Cleopatra. Okay. So her father ends up dying. Then Cleopatra is 18 at this point, and she becomes co-regent with her brother, also named Ptolemy, but Ptolemy the 13th. And he is age 10 at this point. So that's fun. He's a baby. He is a baby, but they end up getting married uh, to keep the bloodline pure. Did they have to do it? I so I didn't see any documentation that like they had children or they like banged. So hopefully not. (laughs) I I didn't see. I could just see her being like, get the fuck away from me. Uh, right. And then, like, like older sister, she's what, how old is she? Like 16? Yeah. She, yeah. And yeah. Like, when you're 16, you're like a 10 year old, you can like do dumb sibling shit to them. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. She could have like picked him up bodily and like chucked it. Thrown him. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they're like technically, they're co co regents. They're like, you know, supposed to be ruling together. Um, mm-hmm. but she's much older. They are married. So they they like start doing that, but then she like sneakily starts to drop his name from like official documents and things. Oh, so like basically she's hey. all in power. And she yeah, starts man. to drop his face from coins. Like they used to have both oh, of them on yeah. there. And she's like, nah. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine being like the pure stress of the job? of the person who was in charge with like in charge who was in charge of engraving the stamp for the fucking coins right like it's not just like painting a royal portrait right it that's like I can't imagine that Mm -mm. yeah 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 agreed and I saw like Cleopatra like we said like she's fabled to be like really beautiful and things like that Mm -hmm. but a lot of places were like yeah she was pretty but like people really like 
were charmed by her intellect and things sure. like that nature. But she also was really mm-hmm. good at like playing the playing up her beauty when she needed to or wanted to. So she like took a yeah, lot of control of the way she appeared. Gotta use so them wiles. Yeah. So if it was like a political event or like a ceremonial event, or she's trying to like you know, seduce some men to have mm-hmm. like strong political ties. She's always trying to like dress as the goddess Isis, like look really beautiful, oh. feminine, things like that. But then like mm-hmm. on her coins, she like has them emphasize her um, more of her like masculine features. So like her father's strong jawline, um, oh. things like that to like emphasize that she's like a rightful ruler and a masculine ruler. So she like, I love hearing that, that she kind of like plays yeah. both sides, like up to her, mm-hmm. like, like what is beneficial to her in the moment. All I can think about when you're saying that is like, there was an old video of Jenna Marbles who I guess it's not on YouTube anymore, but she's talking about like what a girl's makeup means. Mm-hmm. And one of them is like a lot of contouring. It's like, I'm a makeup plastic surgeon, which is like literally <laughs> on her money. It's like, they're contouring the fucking metal. It's a metal plastic surgeon. Which is just exactly it's just again a very obscure reference but that was immediately what I thought of okay so we're at the point now Cleopatra's like kind of trying to push her brother out and then it is 48 BC and her brother Ptolemy and things were all saying like encouraged by his advisors because at this point he's still like kind of young yeah um Mm -hmm. but he's probably what like 13 ish at this point they like push him to banish Cleopatra and proclaim himself as sole ruler. Yeah. So, you know, then there's like this sibling spouse rivalry. There's like, some battle. <laughs> they were married. <laughs> sibling spouses. That part's like <laughs> the creme de la creme. <laughs> so then Cleopatra is like kind of on the outs. She's been banished and she's trying yeah. to figure out, okay, like how do I regain my power basically? And she comes up with a plan that, um, she is going to get in the ear of Caesar and have him help her kind of regain her, her power. Wait, so does she, okay, I'm not going to ask, but you're going to tell me the story. Why do I keep asking? Okay. Yeah. So Caesar is now like celebrating and he's in Alexandria actually at the time, which is where, mm-hmm. um, like Cleopatra is and lives. Um, he's mm-hmm. celebrating cause he just beat, uh, Pompeii. Um, okay. so that's like very, auspicious for Cleopatra because she's like okay Caesar's here but like she knows that her brother is also like trying to align with Caesar so she needs to like sneak in to where Caesar is staying and like get him to help her into Caesar's palace right and so she basically the way that she does this, she has them like wrap her up in a bed sheet, basically. Some some things say a bed sheet, some said like a carpet. But basically what I like am envisioning is she lays down and they roll her up like a burrito. Like a burrito. Yeah. And they tie her up and then they walk her into the palace like that. Like, <laughs> oh, we're just making a delivery. <laughs> I love that so, so much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So she That's what we for Halloween. Cleo Batcher in a rug. <laughs> I love that. And so she gets in there basically and talks to Caesar and is like uses her feminine wiles and is like, hey, I'm super pretty and smart and I need your help. And so that's kind of where their um uh, like affair starts and his like political support 
starts. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and at this point, Caesar is 30 years older than her. I don't have his exact age, but she's that's like I mean 20-ish, maybe. And so he's probably like 50-ish. Honestly, that's probably not that bad at the time. Yeah. And like, yeah, I didn't see it. I'm not saying that I would fuck 50 year old Caesar, but I'm not saying that like I wouldn't if I had to do it, you know, you for had, myself you being queen and country. Do. Do what you gotta do. Well, I mean, like it's way better than like screwing a 70 year old. Oh man. So like I wanted this like affair to be more salacious, but it it really did seem like you know, it, it was for political gain, things like that. Yeah. Um, okay. And I'm sure Caesar was like having a fun time getting his sure. kicks with this young lady. Um, but it didn't seem like, you know, we didn't have anything like they were banging in the White House closet. Nothing like none of those juicy details for you. They weren't banging on the bathroom floor. Both, I mean, both butt naked. we can imagine, I guess. <laughs> Shaggy would be so disappointed. There's no song material there. Basically, though, Caesar does help her at this point and reinstates her as on the throne. But she gets kind of pissed because he, instead of making her like sole ruler of Egypt, which is what she wants, he makes her co-ruler with her remaining brother and soon to be second sibling husband, um, who is now it's the 12th year old Ptolemy the 14th, not the 13th. Yeah. What, wait, what happened to Ptolemy the 13th? Well, when just... when Caesar like goes to put him in, like put her in power, he gets mm-hmm. banished. Like that. That. Okay. So, so yeah, man. Yeah. But they do like they do definitely have an affair and uh okay. Cleopatra gets pregnant and she ends up having a son by Caesar named Caesarian which means little Caesar. And I just kept thinking like the pizza. Um, <laughs> I, I just I like, see, this is the difference between Ellen. Ellen thinks of tasty food. Belle thinks of cool surgery. Uh, <laughs> you know, we call it a cesarean section because that's how Caesar was born, which I feel like yeah, that's probably, people probably know that, but yeah, anyway. That's fun. Yeah. Well, not for his mom. So. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So then baby sees. Yes. And people of Rome are not pleased because Caesar does not have any sons from his Roman wife and none from his previous wife. So they're like really mad about that one. Yeah. This, this baby is of a foreigner of a land that they don't like. And then Uh there's a lot of like contention between Rome being civilized and uh like other lands like Egypt they think of as being like pleasure loving yeah so people are not pleased (laughs) about that (laughs) all I can think about is the TikTok sound when it starts with I don't know about you like for 2022 and then it's like bitch I think the fuck you do that's literally all I can think of when they're like I don't know about you Egypt you're like oh yeah Uh yeah The interesting thing, though, is that this baby is never actually, like, acknowledged by Julius Caesar. So, yeah, you know, um, maybe for, like, political reasons, yeah, things of that nature. Then, like, Cleopatra is, like, with um, 
not with Caesar, but they're like in the same city when he is assassinated. And the people of Rome are like, we hate Cleopatra. So she skedaddles (laughs) out of there. Yeah. And leaves. And that kind of wraps up Caesar and, and Cleopatra. But they, that's how like, their love affair started her taste of roman men started things like that (laughs) that's right because there's a couple others aren't there yes so then next she goes on to mark antony and he is at this point he ends up being like one of the three um like leaders of rome and he is governing the eastern most Mm -hmm. part of the territory and so at this point like they both strategically like kind of need each other um she Uh again like wants the backing of Rome basically and like wants the power and um like forces that they they can give to her and Antony needs um like money wealth supplies things like that um so and Tony reaches out and he wants Cleopatra to come visit and invites her to sure. meet him in Tardis, which is in modern day Turkey. And at this point, it's it's purely for politics. Like we're saying, Egypt has the mm-hmm. wealth and then Rome has the like military prowess. So, but Cleopatra here like plays her cards very well. And she, for one, is like she delays her um her arrival uh to uh-huh. see Antony and that only makes him like even more like heightens his anticipation of her coming yeah so she like plays you know a little coy game that way and she also knows that he is like a huge fan of uh Hellenistic culture and like Greek Greek culture oh, she's Greek. gonna be exotic yes exactly Foxy Cleopatra. Yes, yes. And so she stages this like super elaborate entrance. Oh my God. So let's see. She comes in like sailing on down the river on this this barge that is gilded, like gold, gold, like crusted on the outside. It has these huge like billowing uh, purple sails. And then the people that are rowing the boat, some of them are dressed up as baby cupids and some of them are dressed up as like sea nymphs so they're all in bitch put on a fucking drag show yes for mark (laughs) antony yes (laughs) and then she herself is dressed as venus and yeah i can't even and then like like i said there there are these the source said beautiful young boys painted like cupids that are fanning her on both sides as she comes down down the the river and so Mark Antony who like already loves like a spectacle he loves the Greek Mm -hmm. delicacies for lack of a better word is like damn this is rocking and Yeah. yeah so he is is kind of smitten and then he's like a little off guard at this point and he invites Cleopatra to a banquet and she kind of like ups her game one more time and she's like oh no you should come to my banquet and puts on like an even more extravagant banquet oh my god yeah like gold purples everywhere like decadent feasts and Mark Antony is like oh my god like basically (laughs) swindled into falling in love with her because he's like she she just shinied him yeah I love it yeah so like 
people have said like you know she first like seduced Julius Caesar and then mm-hmm. at this point she would they're like yeah it must have been much easier for her to seduce Mark Antony because she's older now she's 28 she's like confident beautiful mm-hmm. intelligent and um like Antony feels like he feels like a himbo almost to me oh totally <laughs> well every like bust of him and stuff he's totally yeah 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 I, I love that for him though yeah and I, I, I dated a Mark Antony many a time I, I, I say dated loose rapping Mark Antony yeah the- I can you know you can you know come over you know make me come go buy me some dinner and then you can just sit there quietly and play with my hair well I and, and me as you're dressed as a exactly kid. that's really mm-hmm. what I'm looking for that's um. the ideal <laughs> not taking applications really so so basically she uses her seductive charm and like Egypt's abundant resources to kind of win him over and Mm -hmm. then they kind of start their love affair from here and they spend the winter of 41 to 40 BC in Alexandria and they're living the life um they're living like their most wild life basically they were like Okay, maybe not like the most wild, but they're most like in love. Like, like reading this felt to me like your summer crush. Like you're so obsessed with them, and you spend every waking moment with them. And like, but it's still like a little like young love. That's that's what it felt to me. I don't know why I'm getting that impression. Okay, like obviously we can't like no no, but like, do we think that she actually like loved him? Like she kind of fell for him. She, I think she did. Okay. To, to be honest, again, all we yeah. have is like, you know, we're, we're speculating yeah. from thousands of years <laughs> later, but it, yeah. it really did seem like she loved him. They were inseparable that. companions. They liked to play games. They do like dice games. They drink a lot and they go hunting love. together. I know. It just felt so like pure and wholesome. Yeah. Minus the slavery, you know, running the whole country. But I mean, beyond that. Right. Well, okay. And this is another part that was like a little bit when I was doing the, the reading. Um, so they, I read that they developed a taste for nocturnal escapades. And so I'm like, they were banging. They were, but the escapades I were talking about was they would walk the streets dressed as slaves and like get their okay. kicks that way. Like, you know, just like being someone that they weren't. And I was like, that so feels like, a little icky. That feels wrong. Yeah, I mean, okay. First thoughts. Um, sounds like Jasmine in uh, Aladdin. Yes, um, similar vibe. Second thought. It sounds a lot like, like generational privilege almost. Mm-hmm. Like the whole system of slavery has been around for so long. And they're just, they never presented an alternative, right? Like mm-hmm. they never actually left the civilization for the most part to not see, not that it's okay, but at the same time, it's kind of like white feminism, to be honest, or like white women who oppose the Equal Rights Amendment. It's like, well, shit's pretty good for you right now. So like, I don't want to rock right. the boat. I don't want to yeah. mess this up. Yeah. Like it's hard enough running a country, let alone, you know, doing it ethically. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So but that, okay. that piece was like a little strange. Um, but they also made a like a little drinking society and it was called the Society of 
inimitable livers <laughs> and they would just, oh my like, God. drink together and they like and they're um it. they'd have like these big parties and like all of the the people in their like group would like I am here for that to, to what's mm-hmm. the word <clears throat> debauchery shenanigans Shenanigans. (laughs) yeah I love that there's also an anecdote that they were would go fishing together and this one time they go fishing and he gets like all tangled in his like lines and he gets really frustrated because he's not very good at it so then he instructs um like one of his servants basically to go like put like hook fish onto his line (laughs) Like, so then it seems like he's like catching them all so he's like Tell reeling you them all have in. a small dick right right so he's doing that and like trying to impress everybody yeah and then apparently Cleopatra finds out and so then she instructs the um like a servant to go put dead fish on his line so then like he's reeling in like dead fish and then everyone <laughs> finds out and like it's like yeah. a big chuckle. Um, yeah. And then she has this quote, uh, general, leave the fishing rod to us poor rulers of pharaohs. Uh, your prey is cities, kingdoms and continents. So she's like trying to bolster him up. I don't know. I love a, I love fishing. I love a good man trying to fish. So <laughs> I wonder if we're ever gonna have an episode where we don't talk about how Ellen is the purest human who loves fishing. I don't think we will, and I'm not mad about that ever. They apparently like really liked the banter with each other. They'd kind of like tease each other they'd play like little games uh-huh. and pranks. There was one where she's like, I bet you I can't spend like like a billion dollars at one like in one meal I've heard this and he's like no you can't and so then she has her servant bring her this like little glass of uh vinegar and she drops her pearl earring in the vinegar which dissolves it and then she drinks it and she's like haha I drank a million dollars or whatever the maybe it was Maybe it was talents. That probably is what it was. That's, I love that though. But like sad for the pearl earring. And also, right. I know. I was like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> I guess she just get any. Yeah, that's right. Far She's the, fucking the queen. Course, but. And then one of my like favorite things about this, like, again, in my mind, I don't know why I've decided it was like this summer of love because it wasn't in the summer and it was more than not a summer. <laughs> but they um, started putting out coins that had both their faces on them which just Aww. felt very much to me like, you know, like in a tree trunk when you put like Cleo and Anthony forever with a heart. That's like, like Instagram official, but like yes. currency official. Exactly. <laughs> there are also some things that I read that his like people were getting mad about him in terms of uh, like his military prowess because he would make like rash rush decisions because he wanted to get home quickly to go bang Cleopatra (laughs) that's unfortunate and also very cute right like very that's how I felt about them this whole time unfortunate but cute right so yeah like they're together they're in love but Antony is married at this time Uh, so that part's like not great and he's like out gallivanting with Cleopatra and eventually has to go home to Italy because his wife starts causing trouble his whole ass wife his whole he's like real wife like no wonder she's causing trouble but so he has to go home to Italy because his wife Fulvia 
and Anthony, Anthony's brother, they start like mounting this political campaign Mm -hmm. and they're starting to try to overthrow Octavian, who is like one of the other um, rulers. He like rules the West. And so then they're like, well, your sister is plotting against me. You must be a part of it too. So Mark Antony gets like in trouble, basically. He has to go home and be like, whoa, whoa. I basically like, I'm not even here. I'm banging someone else. I've just been fucking. And yeah, so he goes to Italy to try to convince Octavian, like I'm not a Mm -hmm. part of that. And then like, to me, maybe suspiciously, his wife dies that year. I don't know why I don't there was I didn't see like (laughs) why she died um but she ends up dying which ends up like being kind of good for Mark Antony because yeah like now he doesn't have this troublesome wife basically to be fair I feel like he could die of like fucking anything anything right right yeah it it wasn't necessarily like oh sure but like it's still minorly sus right it just was like and even if it was totally not his fault it's like minorly uh opportunistic I mean, yeah like for sure. minorly convenient for him is, is the better oh for it. fucking sure yeah absolutely but but now that even though his wife is dead now it's like caused a lot of trouble with octavian so mark mm-hmm. antony has to marry octavian's sister octavia which again it's not great because he's like still like very much in love with cleopatra yeah. uh but mm-hmm. he does it for political reasons also was said that she is considered to be more beautiful than Cleopatra but had like that very like solemn somber Roman affect as opposed to like Cleopatra's like fun loving like honestly one not shocked she is more beautiful because like even if her mom did fuck somebody else her mom was still an incestuous product yeah like there's a the limit does exist there right so yeah, yeah, I don't know, but okay. I mean, I can yeah. see it. She's right, but and I guess like along the lines of the beauty, maybe like a little bit of a tangent, but um, like Cleopatra oh, never was really she was like a style icon so like people were really obsessed with like dressing like her looking like her and historians Mm -hmm. have said that like it's really hard to identify if statues are like actually of Cleopatra or of someone else because people like would yeah would like emulate her so much yeah so like the things you typically look for in a statue to say like oh this Uh is Cleopatra like everybody was doing that I love that yeah yeah and I did love that like everywhere that talked about her beauty also was like and she was super smart and super Mm -hmm. um charming which like I love when we're multi-dimensional yeah and hot goss history I do like that (laughs) hashtag not just a pretty face or not just a kind of pretty face because I'm the product of many ancestral generations (laughs) okay but he marries Octavian sister Octavia and honestly everyone needed to be a little more creative with uh their naming because it's so confusing at all times but he marries her in 40 BC so like right after that like yeah trip like they're like Tristan, mm-hmm. especially in the the winter of 41 to 40. So she's like 29 now, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. They meet when she's 28. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But Cleopatra like never really like left his 
consciousness, I guess, because then in 37 BC, he returns to Alexandria and they like get it on again. I mean, why not? Yeah. And he ends up fathering twins uh, with Cleopatra. Yeah. So this is now would be her like second and third child. Yeah. Um, But these two are of Mark Antony and the first one is of Caesar. Yeah. Okay. And their names are... I think they probably have cool names. They do. They do, actually. Um, so there's Ptolemy Philadelphus. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, no, no, no. That's not one of the twins. So her twins' names were Cleopatra Celine and Alexandra Helios. Which oh, I like that. Cute. And I thought yeah. really, like, you know, Cleopatra, homage to Cleopatra's, you know, but then Alexander Helios, like, seems very much of like that Hellenistic thing that Mark Yeah, but also Selene and Helios, it means the moon and the sun. Yeah. Which I love that. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah, it's really cute. (laughs) Oh, I was like, when I was little and I would play house, I was like, I want twins because like two baby dolls is better than one. Two babies, not better than one. No, two babies. No, (laughs) no, no, no. Mitch So Mark Antony has at least two legitimate wives. I don't think that him and Cleopatra ever actually got married, but he like has children with her. So like basically sure. three wives. That's like a lot to to juggle and handle all within a span of like, you know, five years. <laughs> I mean, like just think about that on a resume, right? Like I was the personal secretary to Mark Antony. I handled three anniversaries, three birth. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, like. People always talk about, like, I always think, right, so most people's, like, assistants or, like, secretaries that are, have affairs that are famous, uh, the ones that get caught, it's, like, get a better secretary, man. Right, like, right, someone yeah. that can, the ones uh... who don't get, yeah, no, like, because, yeah, get a better handler. Not that I'm really condoning adultery, but at the same time, there's cultural norms, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, so. I will say I did learn the other day that there was a king uh, when doing research for my next episode, there's a king in Spain who was so devoutly Catholic. Um, I mean, I'll fun fact, Jesus is not here yet. Uh, so devoutly Catholic that uh, he re- would not have a mistress or cheat on his wife, but he really loved sex. So, and he, he took his wife literally, like you're saying he'd make rash decisions, right? Well, this guy got a lot of scorn because he took his wife with him everywhere he went, including to like cabinet meetings and like on war trips and stuff because he needed to have sex with her like four times a day. Dang. And I'm like, apparently they're like super in love. And he was just like, nah, I'm not going to not have right. sex with my wife all the time. It's like, I am the king. I can like, bang whoever I want. Exactly. Whatever and I want. they're like, my lord, but the delicate <laughs> sensibilities. And he's like, she's fine. <laughs> Yeah, she, she yeah. can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she can handle having sex four times a day every day. So, like, I, guess I mean, that is a that's a lot. <laughs> every also, day, certainly, mans would do it while she was on her period and pregnant, which, like, that was like unheard of at the time. Yeah, yeah, dang, I know. Satisfy your woman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, you you go. Oh, so yeah. where were we? Um, oh, Mark Antony comes back, he fathers the children, the sun and the moon, and then 
in 33 BC, allegedly as like retaliation to Mark Antony divorcing his sister, Octavian uh-huh. declares war on Cleopatra, basically, or on Egypt. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he's mad, like kind of scorned yeah. that you were uh-huh. like, hey, you were married to my sister. Or what are you doing? He's like, my sister's pussy wasn't good enough for yeah. you. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then like two years later, so like he declares war, but then like a couple years later is when they like, like all the fighting kind of comes to a um, mm-hmm. pinnacle maybe. Um, yeah. And so apparently Mark Antony is out on the battlefield and he hears this, like he hears that Cleopatra is dead. Oh, There's no. like a couple of like stories about this one that I was reading was that Cleopatra like fabricated this rumor to try to like like save herself and save Mark Antony like if she rumors she's dead then they can like go escape and like live Uh a life Uh you know also maybe a way for her to like Uh like she seemed politically savvy enough that she wouldn't want to just live in a a life of like destitute but a way for her to maybe escape the city because Octavian's forces were winning but anyway Mark Antony being the like himbo that hears that Cleopatra is dead and like the love of his life so he's like heartbroken he's like devastated and so he again like himbo energy he is like (laughs) falls on his sword and tries to kill himself because the love of his life is dead oh my god yes yes and like not even confirmed right like he hasn't seen her dead he just like hears that she's dead and so he tries like like, in like a you know like for honor or for her honor or something like that like falls on his sword to kill himself but he doesn't even do that good of a job so he doesn't die right away but like he does he's still alive but he he just dies for infection well, he like mortally wounds himself. Like he's, okay. he doesn't have much time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he dies, but then he. So then, like they bring him to Cleopatra, and he's still alive. She's like, you but, like, dumb bitch. Right. She's basically like, yeah, you, you stupid. And yeah. but but in like a more wholesome way, like he yeah. thinks she's gonna die. Like she thinks he's dead, or he. He, he thinks, thinks she's, she's dead. dead. So he tries to kill himself, but then like he ends up dying in her arms because they brought him to her. But then she's like, no, I'm not dead. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> it's like so sad and so. This like, is why we don't date betas. I'm sorry. <laughs> nice boys. No. And so Cleopatra, yeah, he dies in her arms. And so then, like, it's, like, much more dramatic if she, like, also dies right then. But in actuality, like, she is taken captive by Octavian's forces and is, like, held prisoner. And, you know, you can read the story one of two ways. You could say she's so heartbroken that her lover is dead that she takes her next action. That's or, not why she kills herself. Or you could say, like, she's like, look, I know this is not going to end well for me. I don't want to be paraded around in the streets and, you know, tortured, harassed, harangued, things like that. So yeah. choose your own adventure here, listeners. If you want the nice story or the 
more realistic story. <laughs> no, she, no, bitch did not. No, I, I'm sorry. She is a noble <laughs> badass. Uh, no, she killed herself out of pure, um, I would say honor and uh, self-preservation. Yeah, but for the love story, for like the the sexy, the scandal, it's like okay. okay, first of all, what love story? Who wants to be in love with somebody that dumb? That's like somebody that's literally like somebody on the battle, like uh, like a, if like an NBA player got fucking chirped during a game, like that, your wife's in my DMs, and he was like, Sheila, no, like that's what that fucking no, come on. Like he doesn't. I did not know this was going to turn into like Mark Antony just like slander, but I love it. And I'm here <laughs> I, for it. I just, well, okay. I, first of all, I <laughs> did not, like, I, I read a book, I think it was like 12. Like, do you remember those books that were like the princess, like almost like bio books? Like, yes, there was like, oh my one God. Of, yes. Okay. Marie Antoinette one. Yes. Obsessed. And the one about Captain the Great. Okay. All right. You know what I'm talking about. No, but there, I remember I read the one as Cleopatra and like it obviously didn't have any of like the fun parts in it. And like obviously they have to end when they're like 15. That's part of the book. Right. But I didn't know anything about like Mark Antony being a himbo tracks, but like at the same time, I'm just like it, it, it's always, it's always, always, always powerful women marry betas. Like that's a thing. Like power couples they're so hard to find (laughs) he is but he also is like a leader of rome like oh yeah maybe in comparison to her i don't know i don't know but (laughs) okay maybe not okay fine now he's not a beta for sure but at the same time he's definitely more brawny than brainy Hmm. and definitely more brawny than brainy yeah right like that's yeah i don't know i see i feel like i'm just saying these things and being jaded because I think I'm destined to be like romantically alone for forever, but not in a bad way. I don't know. Like I've got plenty of like adventures going on, but um, okay, wait. So she's been captured. She ends it herself, but like, let's fill in some blanks for me. Yeah. Yeah. So she is um, kind of like, he's dead. Yeah. She's imprisoned. And then not super sure how she ends up killing herself but we do know through poison so there's like one people said that yeah. she had a comb that um had poison in it and that was a story Ooh, I, like I never that. heard Neither yeah not. so so that was that's a potential option that that had poison and mm-hmm. I'm assuming something like a cyanide type. that's like some mi5 shit right yeah there. yeah so that yeah. was one way um another one was like she it like she pricked herself with with the comb yeah. or the poison and then mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. other way and I think the most common um version is that she has an asp bite yeah. her, like a little mm-hmm. poisonous snake which that one is kind of fun and and I think kind of tracks with yeah. um kind of the drama of the story yeah and then apparently like once the guards like know what's happening they like bust into the room and are like trying to like not let her kill herself Sussy, it was me. Yeah, but basically, like, it's too late. And yeah. apparently her, her like, ladies' maids, basically, were in there with her, too. Um, yeah. And they also poison themselves and, and yeah. die. Um, but then, like, her ladies' maid, like, at the end is, like, trying to, like, straighten her Cleopatra's crown. Like, 
really cute image, like really is, low, loyal and devoted. That is yeah. so morbidly wholesome, and I yeah. love it. Like, like as she's like dying, is like it's like if we're to gonna die, it. we're gonna look hot. We're doing it. it. Yeah, we're looking good. Yeah, I'm just like if I had to go out like that. Uh, that's how I fucking go out. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love like any crossword uh, doers here. Asp, always a crossword. Like in, okay. I would say four out of five crosswords. See, okay, hold on though. I literally, I do a crossword every day. I've the New York Times with my son. I haven't, because I, crossword words, I haven't seen asp in forever. Oh. But there is one word that I've seen like, seriously, I'd say like three out of five sorry, three, three out of five, three out of seven days for like the past month. And I can't think of the word now. It's like, I will think of it, but like I have, yeah, but I haven't seen ask in forever. Ask and always Oreo. That one is always pretty Oreo? big too. Yeah. I, 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 that one pops up occasionally. What is the one? I know you need to look, but yeah, you keep doing with ask. Now I need to find out the crossword word that's been literally every time. No, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. After her death, though, her twins at this time, they're about 10 years old. And then this one, I heard, I have two different reports. One was that, like, they are taken, like, kind of prisoner, basically. And Uh they're, like, like, paraded around as, like, you know, we conquered Cleopatra, basically. Mm -hmm. Another, like, source that I looked at said that, um, like, they're 10 Oh, and, and I don't know if I ever actually mentioned, but they Cleopatra and Mark Antony do go on to have another child as well. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. So What's she total has four children. His name is Ptolemy. Okay. Phil, Philadolphus. Okay, Ptolemy Philadolphus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she has the one child by Caesar, the three children by Mark Antony. Um, okay. And then when she dies, the twins are 10. The youngest child is six. And... It says that they were taken to Rome and treated well in the household mm-hmm. of Mark Antony's widow Octavia. And, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. I mean, well, okay. The part of me thinks maybe just because, uh, so, okay. I, this could be totally like a terrible theory, but my, so obviously we know like in Egypt, right? Like they have their, they're trying to keep that bloodline quote unquote pure. So they keep mm-hmm. inbreeding and inbreeding. It's like, if they have the genes of Cleopatra and of Mark Antony, it's like, these kids are special. Right. right? right. So like, I-, I could see that. Cause they, I, they probably weren't old enough to be like indoctrinated to their parents, like, you know, regimes. So right. mm. that's true. That um, could be just me being a romantic, but yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of it. Um, not as nice of an outcome for their first child or Cleopatra's first child. Yeah. Um, Caesarian. He is basically like lured back to Rome with the promises mm-hmm. of power um, by the Roman Emperor Augustus. And then he gets into Rome and he kills him. Yeah. So not a super happy ending there. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of people die. A lot of people bang. Uh, a lot of sisters and brothers are married and hopefully not making. <laughs> you had me and then you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, today, I guess like we kind of talked about it at the beginning, like there's a very lasting impact, I feel like from Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of me wonders, like one, she does seem just, 
really awesome, very cool, mm-hmm. very cunning. Yeah. Um, but two, I think it's also a little bit of like, she's a bit of a rarity. Like there aren't that many women rulers at this time. Yeah. Um, so I think part of that, we, we all kind of cling to that as exciting and yeah, different. And It's true. It's like, when I think about, okay, see, lesson. see, normally I'm like all like, I kind of hate, like, if, even if it's like a female, you know, ruler or um, a dignitary who I do not agree with politically, I'm still like, yeah, you go Glenn Coco, but fucking Marine Le Pen, uh, no, don't want her in power. No, thanks. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. Come on, French people, actually go vote. <laughs> I believe in you. I was there during the last election. You did it. Even though Macron kind of sucks, at least he's not a fascist. So, (laughs) Um, yeah. And I would say like that, like fascination with Cleopatra has kind of stuck. There've been a bunch of movies about her. Mm -hmm. One, um, like the most famous one had um, starred Elizabeth Taylor. And it apparently had like the most expensive movie budget like up until that time um and if you like adjusted like for today's like how much that would be today it still is like one of the most expensive productions ever (laughs) yeah I learned that when I was doing researching Tallulah yeah oh apparently she almost had that Rolex currently oh okay Mm -hmm. I love yeah. I love when there's like a little crossover mm-hmm. between the hot gas episodes. <laughs> I know. I mean, the, the sad part though is that the incest has been a crossover in almost every episode since. I know. I, don't I know love that for them. Not great. And so I had felt like I was in this rut of doing a lot of like, like U.S. male politicians, and I was like, I need to break free. So I really took it back. I took I, it way back. It's a vibe, Ellen. You brought it. You brought it. Uh, you came. You saw, and you conquered uh, Mark Antony. Really, so you know, I yeah, I think I banged Mark Antony. I mean, I, I think feel I like, decided. I feel like I mean, let's be honest. Well, actually, I don't. Wasn't Rome one of those places that didn't actually have a lot of STDs? They either didn't have very many or they had a lot. And I don't remember which was which. Also, Silphium was still a thing. So you totally wouldn't get pregnant unless you wanted to. Right. But also, I don't know. Everything I read seemed like like the Romans were really, it felt almost like Puritan. like Puritanical. Yeah, that was the, the vibe. And I don't know if that was just in comparison. But what to, about like Bacchanal, like the Lupercalia, and all that I, shit? Everything was just like they had like a really um, isn't like that why Jesus humor in Rome? Because they were yeah, because like, generous and shit. Oh, I guess I you're right. I guess you're right. My my parents used to be uh, cross uh, cross country Sunday school teachers, the catechism teachers. So now if well. Let's hope to God they never listen to this. But if they did and they heard this part, they'd be like, what? <laughs> what? Do you need to go back? And which is probably yes. I don't know anything anymore. Well, but yeah, because Cleopatra, yeah. she dies in 30 BC. So yeah, 30 so, years until Jesus comes and saves yep. us. <laughs> yeah, no. Although we call it before common era now, apparently. So BCE. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have quite the same ring to it, to be honest. But still. No, but it probably makes more sense. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's boy. all I got for you on Cleopatra and Mark wow. Antony and her many lovers. What a time. <laughs> I feel like 
I, yeah. That was just like a, a fun little like an, an amuse-bouche for, cause now all I want to do is go back and look at like the BCs, the, what happened before the common era, what happened before JC, you know? I would say this one was, it's was trickier cause just like documentation is not as good. And so Looking I'm like- at a lot of papyri. <laughs> yeah and I'm like do we trust these these sources you know and not a lot of uh primary documents yeah but that's kind of we're gonna be honest with you guys uh that's why we're a gossip podcast we were literally like huh what's something fun to talk about that doesn't require a lot of citations and here we are ain't no fact checkers for gossip as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hot Goss History. You can find us on Instagram at Hot Goss History, and you can email us at hotgosshistory at gmail.com. You can listen to Hot Goss History basically anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you liked this episode of Hot Goss History or any episode of Hot Goss History, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And as always, thank you to Pat and Alex from the side of paradise for our lovely theme music and stay juicy